You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi there. Welcome to episode eight of the Blended Family Podcast. This episode is airing right after New Year's, and I hope you had a wonderful holiday. Everyone has their own ideas about New Year's resolutions or goals for the new year. I think this is a great time to reflect on your life and really think about what you want to accomplish in the new year. If you are having struggles with your blended family, I would love for you to have goals this year of working on those issues and try to create a more peaceful environment at home for your whole family. Certainly let me know if there's anything I can help with or if you have an idea for a topic you would like me to address. By the way, uh, my whole family is home today in the other room, so I hope that you don't hear any background noise. If you do, I'm really sorry, but I can't get them all out of the house. So for today, I want to get into finances a little bit. Because it's a new year, it's a good time to evaluate your financial structure and see if anything needs to be different. In any marriage, discussion of finances can be a sore subject and cause for a lot of conflict. But in a blended family, there are additional issues that you face that another couple may not ever have to think about. Issues like child support, coming in or going out, or separate debts that were acquired before you became an item. Maybe each of you have separate assets. Or ex-partners can be a dilemma since there may be some financial involvement with them. And also, though no one wants to say this, the step-parent actually has no financial obligations to the stepchildren. In any relationship, finances should be up for discussion early on to avoid misunderstandings or problems later. If you have a blended family and you haven't yet discussed this topic, please do not wait any longer. Some topics you will want to discuss with your partner are how to handle your income, how to handle your expenses, how to handle checking accounts, and planning for your future together. So let's begin with income. This one is pretty simple. You may both work or only one of you may work. One of you can be collecting child support, which is considered income. Chances are you're probably not making the exact same amount of money. Maybe in your previous marriage, this was also the case, but now that you're blended, it feels different. Maybe because you have children from your previous marriages who are of different ages and require different things. Maybe you've been burned in the past and now you're weary of sharing your income. Your situation is going to be unique to only your family, but you want to think about this. How does each of your incomes affect your relationship? Do you each feel satisfied with both of your contribution and income? And also, what all of the children's needs are, and is that equally balanced or not? You need to address job security as well. What if one of you was to lose your job? Have you discussed how you would handle that situation? Did you work out on paper if you would be able to meet your financial requirements without a salary? 
And last, either of you may have some financial assets such as stocks or rental income or even inheritance. You do need to decide if that will be shared or kept separate from the regular income. Dealing with income is a pretty straightforward thing with sometimes not many options to change it, but it's always a good idea to talk about all of this with your partner. Your main question is going to be, are you sharing your income or keeping it separate? But we'll get to that. The next topic you want to discuss, which is more important, much more important, is how will you handle the expenses? When I am talking about this, I'm thinking more along the lines of having two incomes. If only one of you is working, obviously that person will be shouldering the expenses. This is the one topic that can cause major fights in any relationship. So if you are sharing a home, there are going to be household expenses such as rent or mortgage, electricity, lawn care, maintenance, and much more that comes with having your own home. Some couples decide to split some of these expenses down the middle or some opt to each take care of certain house bills. This will really depend on how each of your incomes balance out. If one of you moved into the other's house, then possibly the person who already was taking care of the home may still continue to do so, while the other may take care of food bills or car expenses. You also might want to decide which one of you is actually going to pay these bills. I don't mean whose money here, but who is going to take on the responsibility of paying the bills? This can be either of you or both together. But honestly, if, if one of you is just better at doing it or more responsible with timely payments, choose that person. Whatever you do, though, pick a plan here. If you don't, then chances are you will end up in an argument when a bill gets overlooked because you each thought the other one was going to do it. As far as other expenses, like credit card debt or Separate car expenses, most often couples will each pay for their own if they were acquired before they met. If one person comes into the relationship with a credit card debt of $10,000, let's say, well, they should assume that that is their debt and should also be honest about it. But some couples decide to share their debt equally and work on that together. Either option is fine, but it has to be discussed. Neither of you should assume anything without first talking about it. And honesty is really super important here. Financial obligations are a big deal. Anything can be worked out, even if one of you has had major financial difficulties in the past, like a bankruptcy or a foreclosure. But never try to hide this information from your partner. When they find out you lied, it will cause major problems between you that you might not be able to work out. One of the biggest issues when it comes to expenses in the blended family is the issue of child expenses. Most likely, there will be child support to pay out. Depending on how it's set up, it may automatically come out of the paycheck or you may have to pay it yourself. That is just something that comes with the territory. Though if it doesn't automatically get paid through your company, you will have to decide who will pay and out of which account. Child support is mandatory and usually decided through the court system, so it's set up for you. But other child expenses are much more tricky. Some couples decide to each take care of their own with their own income. This may not be the best option, though, if you aren't equally matched financially. 
you really need to watch here what you do. Keeping things fair is the best way to ensure peace in the house. What do I mean by this? Let me give you a couple of examples. So if one child is in a sport and wants to do another sport in addition, but then you have another child who needs braces, well, it wouldn't be fair to deny the child braces so another can play an extra sport. Or let's say you have one needing money for college and another needing a car. Well, you can't choose which kid is more deserving if they both need something very important. What you can do is help them both equally as much as you can. Now, if one of you is making a lot more money, it certainly wouldn't be fair for the person, that person, to lavish their kids with material things while the other parent struggles to clothe their kids. This is one area where I feel very strongly, and that is that all kids deserve equal treatment. I don't care whose they are. Now, if one of the kids needs something costly and the other doesn't need a thing, you don't need to compensate that by buying something random for that child. That's not what I mean. What I'm trying to say is that all kids deserve to join a sport if they choose. All should get equal medical treatment and all should have equal clothing allowances. Birthday and holiday gifts should also be of equal value. When it comes to kids, Costs should be split down the middle and shared. Now, I know some people may disagree with me, but this is my opinion. Excluding if you have an adult child living outside of the home, that's a whole other issue that the two of you will have to discuss. Anyway, if you aren't spending equally on the kids, they will be the first to notice, and I promise you that will cause major resentment. Okay, now if either of you are having trouble with an ex not doing their share, please do not fight with each other about it. There are countless people out there who are not doing the right thing when it comes to their children. Child support is mandatory, and whatever else you may have in your divorce papers, such as medical expenses, extras are not required from an ex. If an ex is not doing even what is required of them, Well, you may have to go back to court and handle that. But as far as you are both concerned, you are the team now. And you have to manage together and may need to pick up the pieces where the ex is failing. Remember, you're doing this because you love all of the children. Don't be angry with your partner or the kids over this. I'm not saying you just have to deal with it, but don't ruin your current relationship over someone who may never change. The next topic that goes right along with expenses is your checking accounts. You have all of these expenses and you will need to know how you will pay for them all. There are three options here. The first one is that you keep your accounts completely separate. You make a plan that states who takes care of what so you both know and you just pay your own things. Couples that decide to go this way may choose this because they're afraid of getting burned if they have in the past, or incomes here may be drastically different, or maybe even you don't want the other to know what you're spending your money on. You could probably guess my opinion on this. I think it's a bad idea because it can encourage mistrust in a relationship and it really keeps you kind of separate. If you do choose this, make sure that the other is at least listed with the bank as a beneficiary in case anything happens. The next option is to have only one account that you both share and pool all of your money and expenses into. 
This option is great if you have decided to share expenses equally and all debt as well. It also works best if you both make close to the same income. This is a good plan if you have a very open and honest relationship when it comes to money and if you can still both be responsible with the account. You can still choose one person to handle the account if you wish, but with this option, all is shared. Keep in mind, too, with this option, if you're planning on getting financial assistance for a teenager entering college, you may not be approved. Once all of your money is pooled, it will be less likely to qualify for the financial aid. So that's just something you want to keep in mind if you have older kids. The last option, and probably the most widely used, is to have three accounts. Each of you can maintain your own separate account and then have one joint account together. This is good if you each have some expenses that you take care of separately, like previous debts or car payments, and then also expenses that you decide to share, like those of the home. You still need to work a plan here for it to work for you. You need to decide which bills are to be paid from the joint account and how much you each are going to deposit into that account every week. If you make close to the same amount, you can each contribute equally. But if one of you makes substantially less, that may not be a fair option. This is good if one person in the relationship polices the other on how they spend their money. Some people want to buy something without being questioned. I do feel like everyone needs to be honest with money issues, but I bring this up because I know a lot of people with relationships like this. Even in our house cleaning business, you'd be surprised how many people hire us and hide it from their partner because they don't want them to know they're spending their money on cleaning services. In any case, whatever option here that you decide on, both of you should feel comfortable and everything should be discussed in great detail. You want to set up for success. Now, there are a couple of other things you should discuss when it comes to finances. You must plan for the future. If you're not married yet, you may want to discuss if you will have a prenup. This is a personal choice, and I can't tell you my opinion on this one. It really depends a lot on circumstances, and so many people have very strong feelings regarding prenups. This is certainly something to think about if one of you has a lot more assets than the other. Now, if you don't want to do the prenup, you could still have an agreement drawn up that's slightly more informal which can still lay out how you would split up your possessions if anything was to happen to the relationship. You also want to think about insurance policies. Again, depending on circumstance, you want to think about what would happen in case anyone was to pass away. You are a blended family now, and you need to think about your stepchildren and your new partner, not just your own children. If something was to happen, you want to ensure that everyone would be taken care of. You can hire a lawyer for assistance with any of this. These are things that we wish we didn't have to talk about, but the reality is is that sometimes we get blindsided by things we didn't anticipate, and it can really financially knock us off our feet. In case you're wondering, Sean and I share all income and expenses and responsibilities. For us, that's really the only option since we share a career, but even if we had separate jobs, I would still choose this option. We see ourselves as one unit and deal with our finances that way as well. When it comes to our kids, well, they all get equally what they need. 
we receive child support and we pay out child support and we pay for all of the children's expenses when it comes to activities and sports. Sometimes we sacrifice to make sure we can do that because we won't tell one child no while we provide for another. That's the way we do it and it works for us. You have to figure out what works for you and your blended family. I hope today's show helped you and I would love to hear back from you. Let me know how you make the finances work in your blended family and if this has been a problem for you in the past. You can write to me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com or you can comment on the show notes. Don't forget you can subscribe to my mailing list on the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com to get a free quiz. And next week, I'm going to talk about disrespectful exes. And I know you don't want to miss that one. Thank you so much for listening. Have a lovely week. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.